Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Munden. For those of you guys who are new here, some quick links to reference are my Patreon, where you could sign up for as little as $1 a month for exclusive podcast episodes. Just Google search Forrest Munden and Patreon, it'll pop right up. Secondly, I have my Instagram, which is Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N underscore Forrest with two R's. Also, you can follow me there. My podcast is available on all platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google, everything. Check it out. Glad to have you here. Hey guys, I just wanted to do a really quick episode about long-term relationships and how to maintain a long-term relationship. I've talked about long distance before. You guys know that I'm not really a fan of them because after about the 90-day mark, they don't really seem to work out anymore. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Most of the time, they're just fake relationships where you just cope for long periods of time with other people in other states. And it's like, yeah, they can work out to be advantageous if you guys both you know, set the basis for that relationship before you get into it. Like you understand that you need to close the distance between you guys and uh, unfortunately possibly cohabit sooner rather than later just for the sake of the relationship. But uh, this episode really isn't about long distance relationships. It's about maintaining a long term relationship. In other words, like you've had a girlfriend, you want a girlfriend for a long period of time. You you don't want to sleep around. You want to get married and all that good stuff. So first and foremost, I think one of the most important things to look into when it comes to a long-term relationship is if you're ready for a long-term relationship. Like long-term relationships, they're obviously big commitments. And I think one of the mistakes that men get into, and this episode is honestly for men, this whole podcast is for men. I think a lot of the mistakes that we get into as young men is like we we fantasize, we over fantasize relationships and long-term relationships. And we think that if we just get into that long-term relationship, man, we're going to be really, really happy and all of our problems will be solved. And you know, that's not the case. Most of the time, if anything, the problems that you have with yourself, you, you know, yourself, whatever that is, maybe you're, you're promiscuous or you're a cheater, or maybe you're very, very broke or whatever it is. The point is like during a relationship, a long-term relationship, especially especially if you're cohabiting, those problems are going to come out. So you first have to ask yourself, are you even ready for a long-term relationship? It's a big commitment. And is it worth it in the end? Yeah, it's worth it in the end. But are you ready for it? Secondly, I think a lot of dudes these days, they come from a mindset of scarcity when it comes to relationships. A lot of men are just so absolutely desperate to get asked that they're willing to settle down with pretty much any woman who throws her self at him. And I'm not saying everybody does this, but a lot of guys do this. And there are such things as genetic trash. Like there are, and I don't know why this is such a controversial idea these days, but Paul Wagner gave a really good uh, example about what people do with like dogs. People breed dogs to be good, healthy, strong, fit dogs that are bred for this purpose. And it's like, you wouldn't dare crossing that breed with that breed. And so why would you do that to yourself with like, a woman who is morbidly obese, like low IQ, just absolutely genetic debris. Why would you do that to yourself for what? Like a one night stand or because you're afraid that you're never going to get a woman better than that is. So it's like have some fucking standards when it comes to dating, when it comes to relationships. So 
you know, moving forward, it's like you got to really understand that you're investing a lot into this person and yourself, but also it's not about you. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, you're eventually looking forward to the prospect of having kids. And it's like, if you're investing your time and money and sexual energy, emotional energy into somebody who's like genetic trash, who has a lot of issues, a lot of medical issues, maybe, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, you just look at them and you're just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. You got to think about if you were to pursue that, how would that affect your kids? Like how would these medical issues, these physical issues, these mental issues affect that your children that you could possibly have with these people? So it's like, be picky, have standards. As a man, you have a lot more leeway when it comes to being selective because your sexual peak doesn't happen until way, way later in life. Like if you're 20, you're, you're not going to hit your sexual peak if you're being honest with yourself. And if you're actually working out and building value, you're not going to hit your sexual peak, peak until 34. So don't feel the need to rush into a relationship immediately. It's like a lot of these guys and a lot of these guys are so desperate for relationships and like your ideal trad wife that they put themselves in really, really bad spots. And because they think that a woman is at least not shitty, that he should immediately lock her down. It's like, no, play the field a little bit. You know, it's like, see what type of women are in your area. Go on lots of dates and, and talk to women. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think one of the mistakes a lot of guys make, and this is also controversial within the sphere, sphere too, but honestly, we live in a world where it's like, you can have a lot of options with women. You can go on lots of dates. You can, you know, sample a lot of different types of women. And I think that's really important because, it gives you a really good idea of how women work and what to look out for. It's like, yeah, you have all these cool YouTube videos in the manosphere about red flags to avoid and stuff like that. But it's like, you don't really know until you go out and you play the field a little bit. Now I'm not saying be a fucking man whore and put your dick in every nasty woman that comes your way, but it's like, get out there a little bit, you know, don't be afraid to go out there and go on dates. And like I always say, it's like first date coffee guys, like stop fucking taking a woman to the movies on the first date, expensive dinners. It's like the first date's a first date. Cause you're just, it's a taste test, you know, not literally, you're just trying to see what type of woman she is. Um, but anyways, moving forward. So it's like you've established yourself in this relationship. You're already in this potential long-term relationship. And what are some things that you hopefully already established before you got into that relationship? And I think that a lot of guys don't think that this is important, but you got to have the same values because your values, and I know this is, I know this is obvious, but I'm surprised at how many people are making this mistake. But if you don't have the same values, if you're not on the same page, even politically or especially politically, like I, I see all these guys who say opposites attract. I fucking hate when people say that. That is such bullshit absolute bullshit. I remember in middle school or is it high school? I think I was like a freshman. I had a teacher named Mr. Carroll who told us the class or whatever. I don't remember what it was. I never forgot it, but that opposites attract. And I'm like, that, how does, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's very poetic, but you know, I thought about it further. And as I got into an adult adulthood, I realized that opposites don't attract when it comes to relationship. Like that's such fucking bullshit. So if you're a hardcore liberal and you're all about black lives matter, Asian lives matter, stop Asian hate or trans lives matter. And then it's like the other person is a hardcore conservative, you know, where they're like, Oh, Trump, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like you guys, yeah, sure. You might have a good fuck, but in the long terms, it's like, you're not going to be compatible. It's, it's just going to ruin the relationship. So it's like, you really have to establish values in the beginning of the relationship, core values. And if you're not on the same page as that person, if you don't see the world, at least mostly the same, it's not totally the same because at the end of the day, it's like, 
you're human and other humans can't be exactly the same as you. But if you're not on the same page with your values, it's absolutely not going to last. And as a man moving into a long-term relationship, that relationship is only going to last as long as you have her respect and you have her attention. But also women biologically innately need certain aspects of a relationship to be in order like security and provisioning. If a woman doesn't have security or provisioning, at least for long periods of time, she's not going to stick around with you. Women need to feel safe. They need to feel protected. And yeah, a lot of women are overly entitled and they think that every man should come white knighting for her and subscribe to her OnlyFans. And that's kind of been blown out of proportion because of the internet and stuff like that. And hopefully this woman that you're pursuing isn't a feminist. You can understand relatively so that this woman expects provisioning from you fiscally. Also, a lot of men underestimate um, finances. And it's really important that if when you're getting into a long-term relationship, you better be already financially set or at least on your way to show potential. Women will stick around for very, very long periods of time if they see potential in you, if they see you, you're like this handsome dude, you're fit, people like you, but you're fucking broke, but you got potential, she'll stick around. But eventually it'll run out and she's not going to stick around with you anymore. But I think that really, you know, you should look at maintaining this relationship and providing her with at least a good sense of provisioning and security when it comes to long term relationships. Women really like that. If you can make her feel safe and you can make her feel like she's cared for without overly simping for her, then, yeah, that's you're, you're on the right track. I think a lot of guys expect women to just innately go along with him because he's muscular or because he's handsome and it's like that shit that shit doesn't last man like you better have your your finances in order you better have your values in order or else the relationship will just fizzle out um but in regards to you know long-term relationships i think it's important to look at her past and i remember having a friend's dad who told me horrible advice i think it came from a good place but at the end of the day i think it was actually horrible advice he said it doesn't matter where she's been, but it, what only matters is where she's at with you now. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. So true. And I was like 14, 15. I don't know. I was in high school. And now I look back on it and I'm like, that is fucking absolutely horrible advice. It matters where women have been. If a woman has slept around with 50 plus men and you'd be shocked at how many women have done that by the time they're like 25. If she slept around, had tons of dicks in her and you know, did tons of drugs and alcohol and was like, lived a super degenerate, promiscuous lifestyle. You better bet that's going to affect your relationship. And it's like a lot of these women, after they've, you know, ridden the cock carousel for X amount of years and they're in their 29, 30, they'll present to you as like this wholesome trad woman. I'm a trad woman. I just want these things in me. I'm ready to settle down. That should be a huge, huge red flag for you. Like she's already been around the block and, and it's proven that a more, a, a the more times a woman sleeps with men, meaning body count, notch count or whatever, the less likely she is to parabon for long periods of time. So it's like when these dudes are looking for women who are virgins or they've had a body kind of like one, two or like three, I think it's good because if you get a woman who has like 10 plus notch counts, like easy 10, 10 nowadays by the time they're like 18, um, you're, you're going to have a very hard time pair bonding with that woman. So it's like 
very, very ask the right questions when it comes to a woman that you're looking for a long-term relationship with. Ask her about her past. And the more you talk to her and the more you get to know her, this is why dating is so important. This is why taking your time is so important. The more she'll re- she, she will reveal to you. And you can never ask her direct questions about her past. You can never ask her, how many times have you had sex with, uh, how many different men have you had sex with? And <laughs> if she tells you, oh, um, I don't know, like three, triple it because women lie about their numbers. And there's a good reason for that. It's in their nature. Women understand that men don't want women who have slept around a lot because we know that at least biologically speaking, that in old tribal days, promiscuous women meant, um, oh, what's the word? Not infertility. God damn it. Basically a cuckoldry. You know, I've, God, there's a more fancy word for it. But uh, basically, if you were, you were in a tribe and you had 200 women in your tribe and you know that that one was very promiscuous, that when she finally, because you married her and she finally has your baby, but you know she's been promiscuous, you're going to be wondering if that was your child. So it's like women understand that. So they lie about their numbers and they make themselves look less promiscuous in order to help them find a partner. So, you know, be careful for that. But honestly, when it comes to establishing a long-term relationship also and like continuing that relationship, it's like, yeah, ask the right questions and, you know, learn about her past and, and go on lots of dates, but also, you know, moving forward in the relationship communication, guys, I think communication is absolutely essential. And I know that goes without being said, you know, obviously you need, it's such a cliche when it comes to relationships, but there are so many relationships that end sooner rather than later because the couples fail to communicate. And also, I think that also over communication kills a relationship too. I think that there should be an air of mystery between the couples in the relationship. I think that to a certain extent, there are things that you shouldn't do or say with your partner. It's like, yeah, there's a reason why guys have their nights out and there's a reason why girls have their nights out. And there's a reason why you shouldn't talk about your digestional tract or how big your shit was to your female partner or whatever it was. It's because there should be like this air of mystery. If you over communicate, if you tell the person too much, if you share, especially a man to a woman, if you share too much with her, I've often found that that turns her off. But if you don't share enough with her, if you don't talk to her too much about how you feel, she'll feel detached and she'll feel like you don't want to communicate or that the relationship is just, there's too much fog in the relationship, too much confusion, especially when, when, um, you know, cheating comes into play, like flirting with women online or, um, you know, things come up from the past. And if you don't communicate clearly and concisely with that person, it's not really going to go well for either of you guys. And um, I don't know. I think that's kind of my two cents on long-term relationships. Really, it's just, I guess for this episode, maybe I'll do a part two, but make sure you guys share the same values. Make sure you share the same beliefs and um, make sure you guys share the, make sure you guys communicate often. Make sure you feel comfortable with each other. Make sure you have a general understanding of each other's pasts and where you want to go. I think that it's really important in a relationship to set goals. Like what is your guys? So if you're a, um, a man who really wants children, why the fuck would you get into a relationship with a woman who doesn't want children? First of all, a woman who I'm not talking about women who can't have children. There are women who can't have children out there. I'm talking about a woman who doesn't want children. That's a goal that should be established very quickly within a potential long-term relationship is marriage and kids. If she wants to get married, but doesn't want to have kids, that would be an absolute no-go for me as a dude. Absolute no-go. You're, you're done at that point if she doesn't want kids. And you got to ask yourself, why, why don't you want kids? As a woman, you have this amazing 
biological gift, which is making babies and making humans. And it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to use that gift. Why not? Are you, were you traumatized as a child? Do you not feel good enough? Do you not expect to stay in this relationship for long periods of time? I don't know. I just have a very hard time trusting women who not could not have kids. That sucks. That's tragic, but rather don't want them. So set goals for the relationship. What do you guys want? Do you guys want land together? Do you guys want to move somewhere else? Do you guys want children? Do you guys want to create a family business? You gotta like talk about these things, really envision and manifest the future because in a relationship, it's like you could potentially be spending the rest of your life with this person and to, to join that relationship, that commitment with that person, not have a general idea of wh where you're going. Like you're lost. You're confused. You're done before you even started. But if you communicate, if you're honest with each other, and honestly, here's another thing too. I'll leave you guys with this. The concept of love in a long-term relationship. Y you always heard your mom and dad say that a marriage isn't sunshine and rainbows. And I think that if you get this idea of like Disney Channel love, out of your head where it's like, oh, you're just, you're just hearts. You're just absolutely obsessed with this person 24 seven. You know, this is your soulmate. Once you get that idea out of your head, it's like, yeah, you're, you're meant to love your partner. You're about to, you're meant to cherish your partner, but the love is, is deeper. It is, it's not so like sexual, even though sex does play a huge part in like long-term relationships, but it's more like molecular, more molecular. I can't say that word. It's a spiritual, it's like metaphysical. It's like your guys' souls over long periods of time become more intertwined with each other and you become the other person and it's weird there's like a neural mirroring aspect that takes place to it where it's like you have neurons within your brain that are meant to like just copy other humans and emotions and feelings and energies and stuff like that and then eventually you'll get to the point to where your brain thinks that you're that person and that brain thinks that you're that person and you guys become at least kind of the same person and you're on the same wavelength and you can read each other's thoughts and feelings and it becomes like the fucking craziest thing. And it's like, I think love is an aspect of as you know, Rick and Morty, you know, love is only familiarity that you can't let go of. Yeah, I guess that's true, but love is more than that. It's metaphysical. It's hyper spiritual. It's, um, like a, like a yoga meditation that takes place over years and years and years. And it's like the understanding that you're willing to commit and devote yourself to this person. I don't know. It's very poetic. And I think a lot of people have this misconstrued idea of love. And it's, I think modern man's and women's, especially women's idea of love is like very overly sexual and kind of pornographic and weird, like lustful and, and cringe. But I don't know. My idea of love has changed as I've aged and, you know, been in a long-term relationship, but I don't know. I, Maybe love can be its own episode. Maybe I could talk about that later. But anyways, I'm coming up on 20 minutes here. And I I feel like hopefully this episode offered you guys some type of value. But um, one last thing I'll leave you guys with is what type of background music or ambience do you guys want me to use for my podcast episodes? I was actually thinking about, because I listen to music a lot. I have like 9,000 minutes of music listened to last year. It's insane. It's like 33 days or something like that. And I have a lot of music that I want to share. So I was actually thinking about ending each episode with a new song that I like, but I don't think I can legally do that with episodes. I think, I think my episodes will get deleted or something, but ambience I can look for. Um, anyways, guys, after this episode, go ahead and pause this and go to my Patreon and join my Patreon for literally as little as a dollar a month. You guys get early access to all my episodes. What? Like a hundred exclusive episodes that I've done about everything. 
literally everything you could possibly imagine, like aliens, relationships, you know, drugs, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, mythology, which I want to start doing again. But anyways, guys, have a fantastic Sunday and I will see you guys for the next one.